and welcome to the Empowering Parents Podcast. Today we have Dr. Bob Myers, creator of the Total Focus Program, on the line with us again to talk about how to parent consistently when one or more of your kids has ADHD or ADD and the others don't. So Dr. Bob, what would you say to parents who want to be fair to all their kids when one has ADD and may get into trouble more frequently than the others, for example? Well, I think in general, they should try to keep the parameters as much the same as possible. And actually, uh, as far as like having reward systems for the ADHD kids, my rule of thumb has always been that if there are kids around who are similar age, that they probably would want to be on that system because it gets them attention. And the parents will say, but they're doing everything perfectly, so to speak. And I go, oh, there's probably a few things that they could work on. And then you can set up the system so that when they earn points consistently, they have the option to go off the system if they want to. But otherwise, what will happen uh, is that the kids who aren't on the system may start to act out so that you will put them on the system. Oh, so do you mean they'll start to act out on purpose so you'll put them on the reward system? Yeah, they want want a reward system, too, so they go, oh, if if being bad gets you reward and attention from your parents, then I guess I've been playing this game wrong. Okay, so let's say you're setting up a rewards chart or something like that for a younger child. Can you give an example of what would go on that chart where it would include both ADHD behavior and then normal kid acting out behavior? Or perhaps they're just one and the same. Well, sure. I mean, one would be remembering to say please and thank you. That's a nice thing to have around the home. Kids could earn points for that. It could be things like brushing your teeth or being ready for school on time, cleaning up their room. I mean, all those are things that most parents would be happy to see occur with more frequency and less parental intervention. So I think those kinds of things. And then you can have a reward for not fighting, or you can give a timeout for fighting or arguing, which the kid who doesn't have ADHD may not get the timeout, but he would get the reward for going a day without getting the timeout. The ADHD kid would have to work a little harder to earn that, but a lot of times that sibling rivalry can be used in a positive way where they're both competing to do the best at being the best. Hmm, Okay. So, Dr. Bob, in families where there's one child with ADHD or ADD, do you find that parents sometimes really feel like they're punishing the ADHD child more than the others? Well, they do sometimes see that, and that's why we try to turn things around to more positive, but you can have the same rules. It's just that the other kids probably aren't going to be getting timeouts for doing the things that the ADHD kid does, but they also could be rewarded. The other concept is that being fair means being the same, and different kids need different types of parenting from time to time and need varying amounts of the parent's time. So parents have to to look at the needs of each child, and by spending quality time fun time with all kids in the group and individually, that keeps each child feeling that the parents care about them, even though they might do different things with each child that they mutually think are fun. Okay, great. Uh, actually, recently a mom wrote in to EP asking about this very problem. Uh, she said she feels like she's always nagging her middle child with ADHD. What would you say to parents like her who feel like they're constantly correcting their child or giving consequences or nagging the child who has ADD or ADHD? 
um, how would you kind of pull back or even things out? Well, I think that if those interventions are reasonable for a behavior that's within the grasp of that ADHD kid, then they're just giving him more attention that he needs. And there's a way for him not to get that kind of attention is by getting his act together. I think the important thing is to have expectations be reasonable. And certainly if a child had a physics handicap, uh, you might change things around a little bit for that child. And that would be easier to understand than a child who has a brain difference that makes it harder for them to do certain things. Okay, so kind of following up on this idea, I know in the past you've said that there's a lot you should just sort of ignore as a parent when you have a child with ADHD, meaning you shouldn't always give kids consequences or reprimand them because kids with ADHD or ADD do better with positive reinforcement than they do with uh, negative comments or consequences every time they act out. Parents, particularly with kids who are tougher to raise, need to pick their battles. And uh, often parents get into the trap of, I'm the parent, I'm the boss, everything I say you must do, and you must do it now. And certainly parents are the authority, they need to establish that and maintain that. But there may be times when the requests aren't necessarily that important or that crucial to the child's development or the welfare of everybody in the home, and they really need to think about the bigger picture. And one style of parenting does not fit all. How it goes with one child may not be the same with another. And so learning how to motivate a child to do what's right is important, and that motivation needs to be not simply by reward, but by encouragement, by example, and that will lead to a kid who feels positive about himself and really tries to do his best despite any difficulties that he may have that makes it harder for him than some other child. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Now how about a specific example, um, something that happens in many families. Let's say you have a child who has ADHD and he's constantly interrupting. How would you handle that with him and your other kids? You know, if you're going to work on modifying behavior, you pick one or two behaviors that are the most disruptive to the family or the most problem for that particular child that there are adverse consequences that are more natural from the environment. And then I would say, you know, if interrupting is the biggest problem you have with that child or one that you feel you need to tackle, then I would tackle just that one. And I would say, if you can go a certain period of time, like an afternoon or a day without me prompting you to not interrupt, if you do a good job of inhibiting that interrupting, then urine or star or something on a chart, and when you get the chart full, which I usually say should be anywhere from 21 to 30 squares, because there's something about 21 times making a behavior more permanent, then you've modified that behavior. If they can go 30 days uh, without interrupting, then you've achieved the goal. So you could make it that simple, but you take one behavior and then you're consistent with that. Yeah, I like that. Anything else you can say to them? And that when you're interrupting, I'm not going to tell you not to interrupt. I'm going to hold up two fingers, you know, like in the V sign that indicates that it's happening and you need to have victory over that. 
you need to control it. Okay, that makes sense. If the kid starts to interrupt, you hold up two fingers. But if you have to hold up two fingers, then they're not going to get a star for that day. Okay, sounds good. Now, let's say you're trying not to criticize or reprimand your child with ADHD as much because it doesn't work as well. But what if your kid without ADD or ADHD comes up to you and says, "Hey, that's not fair. How come I'm getting into trouble for leaving my clothes on the floor, but Tyler just did this yesterday, and you didn't say anything?" If picking up clothes is important, I would say the same thing to both kids. This is our rule. We have to have our clothes picked up by this time. And if either one of you hasn't done it, I'm going to remind you. Okay, so you mean you just tell both kids at the same time? Exactly. Okay. Because otherwise, then you'd be setting up sibling rivalry and getting negative competition. So no, if that's an important rule, then you state it for both. Just that one probably won't be reminded as much as the other. And then you set a limit. You accurately define what that means, which is that all clothes need to be wherever they're supposed to be by a certain time. By dinner time, all your clothes have to be picked up. So if it's dinner time and your clothes aren't picked up, I'm going to ask you to go back and pick them up and come back to dinner when they're picked up. And both kids would have this rule. And both kids would be the same. Both of you have to go back and pick up your clothes. Okay, that's fair, and it makes total sense. Thank you so much, Dr. Bob, for being with us again today and giving us your great advice. My pleasure. And thank you for listening to the Empowering Parents podcast. If you have any questions for Dr. Bob, please comment in the space provided on our website or send them to editor at empoweringparents.com. Thanks for tuning in and hope you'll tune in again next time.